Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Sit! Bitch! What is up, Water Cooler Wednesday? Welcome to another successful podcast. I'm your host, Maddox. Today, I am joined by another great guest host. This is 030328. 03, if you could, we would, love, we would love it if you could tell us your username, a fun fact about yourself, and then if you prefer boobs or butts. Um, uh, yeah, I'm 030328 on, uh, shit, I guess a fun fact is that my thumbs are, like, weirdly fucking long compared to the rest of my hand. It's odd. Um, and gotta be honest, I prefer the boobs. All right, my man, I feel like, I'm a boob man too. I feel like we're a rare breed these days. I don't run into very, very many others. And I love that you had the, the long-ass thumbs. Like, you had that ready to go. I'm just, like, like since high school, that's been your, your fun fact about yourself you go to? Honestly, I just looked down at my hands, and I was like, that's a fucking fun fact. That is really fun. No one, I'm, I would be willing to guess you have the longest thumbs of anyone on this season. Um, I also, I want to ask, 030328, you may have, may have mentioned this before, but that's, that's a reference to your birthday, right? Your March 28, 2003? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> bit so of a, we have bit a of self-docs, but, you know, if I'm not giving anything else up, then it's not that bad. Yeah, I just, that's, oh, 2003, this is the youngest podcast guest we have this season. Shrim will be on later this season. He's way, way older, so we've got a good variety here. Closer to my age, I was born in 1999, so I'm a, I'm a young gun, too. So I think let's, uh, let's go to the draft first. So, this is We Get It, Your Draft Day, presented by fucking, I don't know, who do we want our sponsor to be? Presented um, by... Shroom Industries, fuck it. Presented by Shroom Industries. Um, this is a very simple concept. We're going to take turns drafting things from a specific category until we've gone five rounds. Each of us will get five draft picks. Whenever that is over... You guys will see when you view this podcast, there will be a link to a straw poll, which has our teams listed there. We want you guys to vote on who you think drafted the better team. The loser is the person with the least votes, or the fewest votes, if you want to be grammatically correct there. They will donate $10 to the charity of the winner's choice. For me today, I'm going to be representing End Rape on Campus. And Rape on Campus is a great charity that is dedicated to passing legislation that makes campuses safer for women, as well as providing resources to victims of sexual assault. Oh, three, who were, what are you representing today? Uh, I am representing the U Arizona um, Campus Pantry, which is a, a, a nonprofit food pantry located on the University of Arizona campus um, with the goal of alleviating food insecurity in the university community, which is, um, you know, something that is probably more common than you would think. So that's awesome. Bear down. I've, I've, I, I generally, I have UNLV now. I generally have Arizona as my third college team. So would be happy to lose to you. Unfortunately, I'm not going to, unfortunately I've got too good of a, good of a list here today. So, um, as usual, I'll give the first round pick to my guests. So O three, you can, Oh, I didn't say the category. Whoops. This is, I'm, I'm branding this as our walking W's. You could read it as likable people, however you want. We just want, like, just generally good dudes. That's, that's what we're looking for. Or, or dudettes. We're, 
or or other like we're whatever whatever the hell you want we're a very tolerant podcast here oh three who are you going round one pick one i got i got some you know good good w's on this list but i think first i'm going to have to go kareem abdul jabbar uh you know i think it's a pretty big w that he's um you know, one of those celebrities who understands the weight of the platform that he has. And he also just has, like, tons of rings. So that's also a W. Wow, yeah. I did not have him. My scouts missed on that one. Did not have him on my list. But the second you said it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. On and off the court, just an absolute elite human being. I love Kramer Dole Jabbar. Um, I will go with my first rounder. Um, damn, I... Uh, this is interesting because in the con, I feel like this is going to look like the worst pick in the context of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I did have Giannis as my as my number one. I I'll go ahead and stick with it. I'll go Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just another one that I feel like <laughs> not on the, the Kareem level, but has succeeded expectations. It has a great story coming from Greece and is just a humble, good human being. I feel like he's one that's very likable, even if uh, you know you're not a Bucks fan. I'm not a Bucks fan, but I love Giannis. Oh, definitely, definitely. Out of all like the uh, the big you know NBA stars of this one, I think he's definitely the most likable. Okay, um, damn, it's kind of tough choosing this because it's like I know that there are some that you based on like the the first pick that you that you've thrown out that I know you're not probably going in that direction. So it's like, do I go for the person that I want first or the person that I think you're more likely to pick later? I think for number two, just because I think this would be a very common pick. Um, you know, if you ask most people this, I'm going to go Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah, Tom Hanks, he was on my list, was was not this high on my list, so it's glad that you, you snagged him now before I did. But yeah, just, I don't know, very, very likable. I think there's not really many people that are going to have any issues with that pick at number two. For my two, it's the same thing. I think this is kind of a very broad topic, which makes it harder to pick because whatever I pick is going to be like, weighed against every other human being so that's that's tough it's it adds a lot of pressure uh i'm not gonna overthink it i think this is it's interesting that i'm also going the acting route i, I had this draft board figured out before i knew your picks um i'm going julia louis dreyfus mm. i think um another one i mean it's more focused on her off the <laughs> i guess not off the field Outside of her acting career, has done a lot of activism. Is just a very stand-up person, and is really funny, and I think is just an icon for female actresses out there. So I'm, I, I guess there's no male actresses <laughs> for actresses out there. So I'm, yeah. I'm going with that at my two. That's a very, very solid pick. I think that's that's one that's definitely in line with the general sort of theme of my entire draft board, which is lots of philanthropy, activism, advocacy. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that leads to my number three pick, who is actually number one on my draft board. But um, you know, I made a couple. I made those other two picks first because you know, I they were ones that I could see being picked elsewhere. Um, but with the third pick, I'm definitely going to go with Emma Watson. I think the way that she has um, you know represented feminism on a global stage is a huge W. And I think the fact that we actually got somebody who put, you know, who plays Hermione Granger, who's actually like, you know, like that in real life is also a W because it's, 
you know, a real role model to look up to. So that's my number three. Yeah, good pick. It is interesting. We we kind of had the same had the same draft philosophy here, which is bad for me picking second because I feel like I'm I'm taking taking second choices here. But Emma Watson, you're right. That's definitely one that I think you could have taken at number one, and no one would have any complaints about it. So that's an absolute steal at three. Um, damn. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go deeper down my my draft board, just trying to get some variety on my list. Uh, I'm going Kendrick Lamar. I'm going K dot. Think... Damn. That wasn't on my list, but. I fully wish I had put him on there. Yeah, he's my personal favorite rapper. I know everyone's everyone's got different things. He's my goat. I think in terms of um, not only does he just have shit that just absolutely bangs that you could play in the whip, but like he also has the deeper societal messages and things that I don't know. Even from from my perspective as um, as a white man, like I just feel like it's a good way. You know, even as a white person listening to rap and having black art forms and being exposed to that has done a lot to change my perspective on things. And I would be willing to guess that that's probably true for a lot of people. So I think he has a platform, stays out of controversy, is just a likable guy. I've no else taken by Kendrick. I'm taking taking him at three. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very, very good value pick at three. I think when you talk about like in your line of profession W's, um, as a human being, the pimp a butterfly is like up there in terms of all of those. It's, you know, my favorite album of all time, just full stop. And uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's a piece that's very thought provoking, you know, a genuine yeah. piece of art. And yeah, me too. I mean, the, the thread knows I'm an electronic man, I'm a, I'm a DJ and the EDM, but like, uh, just as a pure, like, all music, I'm not taking any albums above it's Pimp a Butterfly. That's like. That is elite, high ends. You cannot get better art than that, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I definitely, definitely agree on that one. Um, ooh, fuck. For fourth. You see, I think for fourth, I'm going to have to... I think for four and five, my strategy is going to be one's going to be like a more serious pick, and the other one's just like having fun. Um, so for this one, I'm going to go for Mackenzie Scott, who... If you don't know who she is, she is uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, right? So oh, um, yeah. a lot of her wealth is in, like, um, you know, a stake, a stake in Amazon that she has. But um, I know basically the only reason I've heard of her is, like, she's given away, like, billions. Um, and not, not you know, just the way of, like, oh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know. It's, like, you know, a huge thing with their name on it. Like, no, she's given to, like, a ton of different things. Um, you know, without like making a big public thing of it. And I, I respect that as a W of using yeah. you know, it, not, not as just a platform to make yourself look good, but as actually a platform to help people. So, so she's my serious W at number four. Yeah. Honestly, I can't say I was, I, I knew who that was when you spoke up, but I think for one, just this, the simple act of divorcing Jeff Bezos, that's definitely a W. Yeah. So <laughs> that's can respect that a lot. And like, yeah, the fact that I haven't heard of her, I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing to actually do good without having to broadcast it to the world. So good take there. I'd like that at four. Uh, damn, there's, uh, there's really two, two players here I'm picking between. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll go Charles Barkley. 
I, I know I already have I already have a basketball theme going on, but I just think you know was a great all time great player. That was an all time great analyst. Just really everything he does, I feel like has been been able to be perceived as a W. Didn't win any rings, but yeah, I, I could forgive him. Neither have I. Neither has Kendrick Lamar, or Julie Larry Dreyfus. Yeah. Now Charles Barkley is, um, you know, if there was somebody that I wanted, um, you know, to represent America on an international stage, it'd be him. You know, like mm-hmm. he just approaches everything with the mindset of like, I'm just gonna have fun with it and not take myself too seriously. And that's clearly gotten him far in life. So that's a W for sure. Mm-hmm. I respect just that mindset in general. I wish that's something more people had. That's kind of what I try to, the mindset I try to take with life and with my content on Reddit. I'm not, not trying to say I'm an influencer or anything by posting on Reddit every once in a while. But like, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Okay. Um, hmm. To close out the draft on my side, number five, I, mm, I have two I'm taking between. I think I'm going to have to go um, with Charleston, who, if you don't know who that is, um, go look up. He just scored a, um, a really brilliant, uh, great goal at the World Cup um, this year. So that's already a W. Um, but I was, anyways, I was familiar with him before the World Cup because um, he played for the soccer team uh, that I like over in England, right? Um, and, you know, he's just known as one of, like, the few, like, prominent Brazilian soccer players who's really outspoken against, like, Bolsonaro, um, which is a huge W. He's also on, like, the side of, like, science education and, um, you know, helping out, like, the sort of, you know, impoverished background that he was from. So he's just a W in a whole lot of different ways. He does, like, this pigeon dance for a celebration that's a W because it's just, you know the most taunting thing ever. Um, but yeah, he's my, my fifth W. Yeah, that's awesome. I think like soccer is a worldwide platform. So I mean, that's something that you can reach a lot of different people. So it's great. Yeah, it probably has the goal of the tournament so far, if you want to watch that. Yeah, I need to, I, I wanted to watch the World Cup. I just have been traveling and making a podcast. But yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, fair, I'll fair. definitely check that out. That's cool. Okay, for me, my five, I feel like this is my sleeper pick. I, I was, was holding on to it till round five because I didn't think that you were going to pick it, but definitely could have gone number one overall. For my number five, I'm going to pick myself, Mattis. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I, I think in terms That's of like everyone... That's a right there. <laughs> in terms of everyone lifted out here today, like, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty confident in in myself that i'm a pretty pretty cool guy pretty big walking w check my reddit karma don't at me i just i think this is a easy slam dunk number five out there yeah you know that's a good meme w too you know yeah you kind of add to the whole mattis aura and that's definitely in line with the mattis aura so great pick yes exactly cannot believe he he fell to five to be completely honest yeah, no, I had him oh. as a, uh, a third round in my mock draft, but huh. I, went, uh, I went in a different direction. <laughs> right. So. He's, I don't know. He's going to run really well in my, my system. I think we have a lot of very similar values, so it just makes a lot of sense with my team. Yeah, I heard he's got a great 40 time. I did not hear that, but <laughs> <laughs> wish he did. <laughs> 
So just reading off for the viewers, the complete um, five-round team for us, 03 went with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tom Hanks, Emma Watson, Mackenzie Scott, and the soccer player whose name that I apparently cannot pronounce. <laughs> for me, I'm going to go with Giannis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Kendrick Lamar, Charles Barkley, and Mattis. If Once again, wherever you found this podcast, there will be a link to also a straw poll so you guys can vote on who you think won. Loser will donate $10 to the winner's charity. So thank you guys for listening. That's my, my personal favorite segment. We get it, your draft day. But we're going to move on to another segment. Let's go – actually, let's just – let's keep the games rolling. Let's go overrated, underrated. So overrated, underrated is a stupidly simple game. I've actually played this with my friends in real life. The reason why is because it's designed to cause arguments. I brought three things or prepared three things for this episode. 0303 has prepared three things. It's a lot of threes in one sentence. <laughs> so we're going to throw them out in turn, say if we think these things are overrated or underrated. The kind of whole purpose of that is across six things, eventually we're bound to disagree. And that's where you get Skip and Shannon undisputed type arguments. This <laughs> is what we're gaining, gunning for here. So I'll go ahead and kick things off. Um, I'll start with a less, less controversial one. Uh, how do you feel about very, very like staple food, something everyone's grown up with? Everyone has at least tried this at one point in their life. Do you think that grilled cheese sandwiches are overrated or underrated? I'm going to have to say overrated. I think they're perfectly like decent. Don't get me wrong, especially for the simplicity. But on the whole, they kind of fit with I actually have a topic later on that kind of has in line with my thoughts on this one is that, you know, if you've got like a base sort of food like bread or pasta and then you add cheese on top of that as like the main focus, that doesn't gel with me well, you know? Like you, like you start adding in meat or, you know, some sort of other thing that kind of kicks in like with a different sort of taste, I can, I can get with that. But just a plain like cheese and a base for me is just, it's an overrated combo. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I understand the argument there. I do think it's two base foods. It's not really anything exciting. It is not, and I do think that grilled cheese is, do get a lot of hype, which makes it hard to go underrated. However, I still think, I think it, I'm, I'm probably pretty close to the properly rated um, ranking. I think I still am going to go under. I think slightly, but I am going to go under just because of the convenience of them versus, yes, it's a basic food. It's easy, easy to prepare. But like in terms of foods out there that I think in terms of ease of preparation versus the value, the flavor you get out of it, I think it's up there with the best. I think if you're not seasoning your mac and cheese, you're, or not your mac and cheese, your grilled cheese sandwiches, you're doing it wrong. That's where it's really at to me. This is something I grew up on. So I'm, I'm going underrated, even though it is a very hyped up, hyped up sandwich. Okay, I think this is a good segue into the next one. Mac and cheese. Wow, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> damn, I'm going to have to eat a lot of words because it's kind of the, a similar argument to what I just had where you said it's, it's just a, a like a base ingredient, a pasta and a cheese. But for some reason for me, I feel like mac and cheese is, that's a different middle category to me. I've got to say that it's overrated. I think that it receives like entree level hype when it's not an entree, it's a side dish. It's a pretty, I enjoy mac and cheese. Don't get me wrong. It's a good side dish. But the people that are like, the people that like mac and cheese are feel like are just obsessive about it. And it's not, it's not worth that hype. I'm going overrated. 
you are just speaking complete facts here. I am, yeah, I'm also on the overrated <laughs> train. Um, like I said, cheese in a base is not my shtick. Um, you know, I think it misses that sort of like front and center thing that'll really like hit you. You know, like a meat's got like that savory, or you know, if you've got like vegetables or stuff with it, you know, that can kind of add some bitterness that'll really come through. But just the basic mac and cheese for me is very overrated. Like we can start talking when it's like hamburger helper, but basic mac and cheese is a no. Yeah, I, I know this is gonna piss people off. I know I just saw the Thanksgiving tournament too. <laughs> I know what public perception of mac and cheese is, but I don't know. Like there's different kinds. You you have baked yeah. mac and cheeses, you have your craft mac and cheese, different tiers, and they're all pretty good. And I mean it's it's I'm never gonna dislike eating mac and cheese, but it's just not I would there's multiple college person foods that I would go to before mac and cheese. That's probably like my fourth or fifth that I'd even think about. So definitely overrated to me. Um, for me, uh, something that people in our age group, our demographic grew up with that gets a lot of hype is the TV show SpongeBob SquarePants. So are you going overrated or underrated on that? Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. I don't think that I could call it underrated. But at the same time, I think the level of cultural influence that it has, um, you know, even as somebody who didn't ever, ever watch it growing up for some reason, um, you know, I've still been exposed to a lot of it through like the osmosis. So, I mean, I, if, if I can go properly rated, I'd, I'd say it's properly rated, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say <laughs> in terms of like, it does get, I mean, the cultural impact it's had on Generation Z is just insane. I mean, you see it in memes everywhere. You see it referenced everywhere. So, I mean, it just gets a stupid amount of hype. And it's one of the rare cases I feel like that gets just a stupid amount of hype, but it has earned every bit of it. <laughs> it has earned the, the hype. It's just a great show. It appeals to older viewers as well as younger viewers. It's not really very inoffensive show. You can put it on turn your brain off, and everyone's going to have a good time watching Spongebob if they put it on. And that's something that's rare to achieve. So I'm going to go properly rated on it. It's interesting you bring up the cultural impact. I got into a huge argument on Reddit, one of my most controversial takes, apparently, um, after the Super Bowl with... Um, they were going to play Sponge... Or they, people were trying to get him to play Spongebob Sweet Victory at the halftime show. Instead, they played Sicko Mode. And people oh, were pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah. People were so pissed off about that. I feel like for good reason. And I was like, I think this is, you know, one of the, I think this is the bigger, biggest, in terms of like TV shows that have had a cultural impact, I think this has had like the biggest societal impact of arguably any TV show ever. And people came at me and were like, okay, what about The Simpsons? And, I mean, this was the biggest argument I'd ever gotten. I would take SpongeBob's societal impact over The Simpsons. I know The Simpsons has had a long run, and I think it might be my bias showing that I'm younger. But I just feel like it's it's just so hard to eclipse the absolute hold that SpongeBob has over our generation. Yeah, I think definitely for our generation, there isn't an argument. And I would say that the impact of SpongeBob has been a little more more lasting. You know? Yeah, okay. I think so. I, I really get it with The Simpsons. I, I do. I understand the argument. There's been a lot of great comedians on there that's influenced them. But I just can't can't go anything over SpongeBob. Okay, so for the next subject, I'm interested to see what you'll think of this because it, it's a bit of an oddball um, 
bit of an oddball pick, but geology. Oh wow, yeah, that was I was expecting. Hmm. When I was a kid, I thought it was just the coolest shit ever because you you, know, you go through like elementary school and you learn about the rocks and it's like holy shit they used to be lava sometimes and then you got metamorphic rocks and i was like wow this is really awesome and then i think you learn there's not a lot of practical applications uh except for like aside from like like the oil industry um which is i'm where i'm from in west texas is a really big industry i think as opposed if, if you're comparing it to other sciences i feel like it doesn't get as much hype and for that reason i'll go I'll go underrated. I think it is interesting. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Just for the fact that it's a very oddball pick, um, you know, you could probably see them gonna go for underrated on it. Um mm-hmm. you know, it's just something that I've been like weirdly into over the past couple months. Um you know. So mm-hmm. you know, you kind of eventually once you get past like the part in school where you learn about it, you're kinda of like, oh, they're just looking at rocks. That's dumb. Um, uh-huh. you know. But I think one of the things with geology, um, and really, um, it's kind of, you can generalize it to pretty much any academic discipline, is, um, you know, the point of interest for me, and I think the general point of interest for many people when you're talking about science or, you know, all these other academic disciplines is there's so many stories that you can piece together and learn and investigate, um, you know, through, through the skills that you, you know, develop the, the sort of science, um, you know, so like, I have no knowledge of geology, really. You know, the base, the most, you know, knowledgeable I am about geology is, you know, is rocks. Um, but, right. you know, the fact that you can like look at rocks and piece together, you know, like this story of, you know, continents moving and breaking apart in like gigantic volcanoes and stuff like the dinosaurs. Um, Cause I guess paleontology does kind of fall under geology. All, I, I just think that part of it is, is cool to me, you know, that you can study the story. I mean, yeah, we say they're just rocks, but I mean, they are, you know, millions, sometimes billions of years old. I think I don't really have a concept of how old the universe is, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> but like, yeah, it is cool that it has that kind of impact. I think, like, I'm not a huge science guy. That's not really my major. I was a business major because I'm an idiot. So, like, <laughs> like, like looking at, um, like, that versus other scientific in- disciplines, it's definitely one that I've been more interested in. And I dated a girl in college that was a geology major. And I, I guess, like, this probably wasn't a... a this probably was a sign of our relationship not working out because I just didn't know have anything else to talk with her about. But I'd be like, holy shit, that's so cool. And I'd ask her about rocks. And I feel like at one point she was probably like, well, there's other aspects to my personality besides liking rocks. So that's my only real experience with geology that I have past elementary school. But I, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I wish I would have talked with her about rocks forever. Fair enough, fair enough. Did you uh, make her bedrock like in that one song? You remember from, like 2010? Wow, that's a that, <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. I could have only because I can make bedrock. That's that's a classic. Yeah. How did I not use that with her? That is an absolutely huge missed opportunity. I'm still friends with her on Instagram. I'll hit her up. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first on the podcast. The next Miss Mattis is uh is happening right now. 
yeah, my third category. So this is one I know that I picked this for you because I know we both watch a lot of college basketball. But I I think I I think we probably are both in agreement that we like college basketball more than the NBA. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But yeah. the NBA as a as a as a league, how do you feel about that? If you think it's overrated or underrated? Ooh, that's a good one because you know. I have been a fan of the NBA for longer than I've been a fan of college basketball. You know, I think one of the things with college sports is like, unless you're raised into it, it's a lot more difficult to get into before you get to college. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the NBA as a whole is a little bit overrated. Uh, Maybe it's just me being a Knicks fan that kind of taints us (laughs) the whole experience. Um, Right. But, you know, I think that um, the product that they've kind of put out over the years has declined a bit in quality. Um, you know, I th- I do think that you know watching games today isn't necessarily that much less enjoyable than it was in the past. But there's some of the mystique I think from the NBA that's been lost. Um, you know, over the last. 20 years or so. And, um, you know, without that, I think it's kind of difficult to, to get interest, at least in the U.S., um, back to what it once was. So I'm going to go with, at the moment, overrated. Yeah, we actually, I feel like, are in agreement on a lot of things. I, that's basically exactly where I'm, I'm going with it. I really, like, I really, I love college basketball. I would love to be in the NBA, but into the NBA. I would also like to be in the NBA. I don't think that's necessarily feasible at six foot and red hair, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think like realistically every single season I start watching it and then it comes to college basketball season. And when it's between the two, I'd rather watch college basketball. So I don't end up watching it even until the playoffs and the NBA playoffs is a good time. I, I enjoy playoff season in the NBA, but you know, the regular season, there's so many games. It's just harder to follow and get invested into games when they're less consequential, I guess. Uh, which is, I mean, the, the same is true of college basketball that there's a lot, yeah. but it's just, I don't know, different. You have such cool stories in college basketball with teams coming out of nowhere, but you have the same 30 NBA teams every single year. So uh, until Las Vegas gets their team, sitting there hoping and praying that that comes soon, because I do like the NBA. I just do think it's overrated. So that's that's where I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. Okay, so for our final overrated, underrated topic, it is, you know, the time every four years that America, um, you know, wakes up and says, wait, there's a sport called soccer. Um, so soccer overrated or underrated. Wow. Okay. Um, I have a lot of appreciation for soccer. Um, I was in, um, Chile actually during Copa a couple or or not a couple years ago anymore, like five or six years ago. And it was really cool being in, in Santiago when like, when Chile would score goals, like the entire town erupted and you don't get that at any level here. I mean, it's, I love football, love basketball, love our sports, but it's just not the same. So I love the fan appreciation aspect of it, but it's just, you know, I've gotten into, I've watched individual soccer games and I've gotten into them, but it's just not the same viewing experience as the more American sports that I was raised on. And it does get a lot of hype because it is worldwide. Every, you know, everyone in the world, has heard of soccer, has like knows the concepts of it. So, I mean, just in that fact, I think that it gets a lot of hype, which, I mean, that's hard to judge against. Even if you go into 
like American, like if you want to judge it on American perception, even still, I would say it's a little overrated versus world perception, very overrated. <laughs> I know I, not one of those people that's ever gonna like talk down on soccer and be like, yeah, American sports are better. But I guess that is exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. I'm also gonna go with with overrated here, and you know I do say that as somebody who. Um, you know, I did get a chance to go attend an actual Premier League game, um, you know, over the winter break um, last year. So, so that was really cool, right? I, I do watch soccer pretty regularly, but I still, I still do think it's overrated. Um, you know, I think there's a lot that gets made about how, you know, soccer has a real deep tie to a regional or local identity. You know, there's more passion in it than, you know, you might find in the U.S. But, you know, I guess as somebody who's into college sports, that I can kind of see that isn't really unique to soccer. Like, we have, you know, things here. It might not be, like, Santiago as a whole cheering when they score a goal, but you can feel that the way that, um, you know, certain sports really do bring communities together, um, you know, and are representations of local identity you know, on the same level here. I will say um, a lot of you guys probably probably know, I won't dox myself, but I do work in sports. I work in a sports book here in Las Vegas. And I do have a lot of international coworkers from um, Europe, a couple from Africa that are super into soccer that have kind of opened me up more to the nuances of it than like, okay, the meme thing is going to be like, yeah, England, zero, England, America, zero, zero tie, like <laughs> super not exciting game. But, like, it, there is, like, strategy and stuff that's going on, even in a scoreless match. So I do understand the appeal of it. And I, like you said, like, the localization. I loved college sports. I, I could talk forever about Texas Tech and about how Lubbock has literally nothing aside from Texas Tech. And, like, that's given such an identity to an entire region. So I, I think from that perspective, I'm glad that soccer exists. I'm glad that people have it. But it's just not, not on the same level of hype that it gets. We'll go move on to our last segment. This is the soapbox. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're given O3 a soapbox to get up on whatever has been on his mind recently, if he has something he wants to rant about, if there's um, just any topic that he wants to discuss in the, in the view of the free talk thread with all of you guys listening into us, all like six of you that actually decided to listen to the podcast. This is his time. This is your podcast for the next uh, or last 10 or so minutes of our show. So go to town. What's on your mind? Um, since I do have the, the captive audience, and more importantly, I do have the captive Mattis. Um, you know, he's actually <laughs> blindfolded in my basement right now. Um, right. You, know, you want If you want to get him out, um, I'm expecting the ransom payment by, um, you know, 12.59 a.m. on the 3rd of December. Um, you know, you can send that to my Reddit account through, um, you know, Reddit cold. So get snapping or uh, he's going in the trash compactor. Um, I hope you think I haven't been calling him. I've been traveling across the United States interviewing all these people. I've been to London. Oh, well, shit. I don't know if I've been out. Shroom will be a guest later on this season. <laughs> I've been to, been to England. I'm in Tucson right now. So it's uh, I I don't know what can I say I I sacrifice for the content I provide to you guys sacrificing a little more that I'm tied up in his basement so got to do what I got to do I I first of all I had a feeling when, when I invited O3 on the podcast 
yes, a lot of it was because I knew he was into college basketball. So I hope you guys could get a you that are less into college basketball get a kind of insight into why we're so in love with it. For sure, for sure. Okay, just to close out, you know, let's do a little bit of uh, rapid fire um, responses. Um, just some conference favorites. Um, who do you have for the Big Twelve? Um, as of right now, I hate to say it, it's got to be Texas. I think Texas is an overrated team, but I don't think, um, like as opposed to where they're ranked right now at two, but there's no one else in the Big 12 that I think is going to be over them as it stands right now. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree on the Texas part. There's a reason that they're named, ranked to number one in Ken Palm at this point. They're just a very well-rounded, well-coached team. Um, yep. Who do you have coming out of the SEC? I think right now... Um, uh, see, I, I really like Arkansas. I like them because of their potential, and I think that they're they're going to go far. They're a team that's built for the tournament. For the regular season, I think uh, it's tough. I would either say Arkansas or Tennessee. I'm leaning towards Tennessee right now. They're a team that can really kind of beat anyone with that defense. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would have to be Tennessee for me. You know, Arkansas has looked very good so far, um, but, you know, Tennessee is, you know, it's maybe not one of the teams that I, you know, spent a segment on, but they're absolutely, I think, a national title contender at this point. Who do you have coming out of the Big East? Um, right now, I mean, it's, I, I love Creighton. I love UConn. I mean, that's a tough, you know, those are both going to be teams that I think are going to be great right now. I just, Creighton is, is an elite team to me. Creighton's, at, you know, I think they're seven in the eight people. I think that they're way underrated at seven. I, I did say I think that they're a top five team in the nation, so I'll go Creighton. It, yeah, it's a tough call between Connecticut and uh, Creighton. I'm just at this point, I do think that Creighton's a bit more of a team to get on a hot streak in March. Just, you know, the same way you kind of talked about with Arkansas. So I would have to go with Connecticut for winning the big game. Um, we talked about Virginia. I just right now, I'm not only Virginia, I'm just also way low on North Carolina right now. I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the nation, even after everything. So I don't see anything, anyone touching um, anyone touching Virginia right now. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would also have to go with Virginia. You know, obviously Duke is Duke, and they could pull something out of a hat with all of the talent they continually have. But mm-hmm. Virginia should be the favorite at this point. Just a little um, aside, in terms of overrated teams, um, me and Mattis are here to do a a celebratory dance on the grave (laughs) of the TCU Horned Frogs. Um, (laughs) For all you fucking, you know, Horned Frogs out there, fuck you and uh, fuck your (laughs) mom. Your team sucks. I don't... (laughs) I know we do have some Horned Frog fans in the, the free talk thread right now. We're, we're addressing you out specifically. That is like, if you're one of the crazy people like me in 03 that'll follow college basketball in fucking November, that's my favorite storyline of the season right now is that I, it's absolutely unreal how bad they've been compared to expect, expectations. So, yeah. Yep, fuck was, you guys. I mean, there was nothing, I think, more humorous in the first couple weeks of the season than – TCU, um, you know, playing three like very, very bottom of Division One team and just barely scraping it out <laughs> against all of them, um, you know. And Absolutely insane. And yeah. 
And Georgia is going to wax y'all's ass at football. I'm sorry. I've got fun with that. Yeah, just a, just a couple more conference predictions. Uh, Pac-12. Uh, yeah, I mean, Arizona. I mean, <laughs> it's not really I, – I, I'm kind of lower on UCLA right now. They have – they just don't have a signature win yet. They don't have an identity yet, I think, until they can find that later on in Pac-12 play. But Arizona's the team to beat out there. Yeah. I mean, I see this UCLA team, UCLA team as pretty analogous to the ones of the last couple of years. Um, you know, it suggests to me that they'll probably go like 16 or 16 and 4 or 15 and 5, you know, in conference, probably get second in the Pac 12, um, you know, get a good tournament run. But I don't think that they're necessarily on Arizona's level at this point. Here's, you know, I think probably the most interesting uh, conference discussion of all. At this point, who do you have coming out of the Big Ten? Yeah, I knew that was coming. And I, they're really, to me, the, the top three teams in the Big Ten, you got Purdue, Indiana, and Illinois. And I love, and also you have Iowa, you have Ohio State. I think this is one of the best conferences in basketball right now. But, I mean, of that Big Three, I love all three of those teams right now. I, mean, I really love Indiana. I really love I, uh, Illinois, their style of basketball that they're playing and obviously talked about Purdue. I think it's going to be, it's going to be close. It's hard for me right now. Indiana seems like they're a great team. They haven't really been tested yet. So they're kind of more of an un- unknown to me right now. I really try not to be biased towards Illinois because they do have Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech, who's one of my favorite Red Raiders of all time. But I've loved, you know, even I'm trying to set up some my bias. I've loved the type of basketball they're playing. I honestly, I know it's an extremely hot take right now with the way Purdue's been playing basketball, but I can see Illinois going. At this point, I would say that I favor Purdue for the Big Ten regular season title. Um, but, you know, if there's a team that I'm trusting in the Big Ten tournament, it would definitely be Illinois. You know, I think they've, they've got a good history in that tournament over the last few years. That yet, like you said with Shannon, that they're absolutely I think, reloaded from last year, um, you know, in a pretty serious way. So, I, you know, I see them getting the, the auto bid out of this year. But make no mistakes, the Big Ten this year, I think, is legitimately the best conference in college basketball. Um, you know, yeah. I, think, I think it's gotten some reputation of getting that status and then failing in the tournament when in actuality the Big 12 has been the best conference, right? Um, but, you know, I just think this is a down year for the Big 12. Uh, you know, it's a lot of the... Uh, yeah, Big Ten programs I feel like are peaking at the right times um, to just give it a, like a really good depth. Um, you know, like even like Penn State's a really probably average Big Ten team, and you know they're still decent. Um, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a very yeah. exciting conference to follow for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned Ohio State. I'm high on Ohio State, and I still think it's very likely they're like fifth <laughs> in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely an incredibly deep conference this year. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Maryland, who are 7-0, yeah. ranking the eight people. Yeah. That just shows you. Um, yeah. Okay, just a last quick um, rapid-fire question. National championship matchup and winner. Oh, so I, I took a future. Like I, like I said, I took a future back in the offseason on Arkansas, and I – you know, they they already have a loss. It was a very close loss to Creighton, who I think is an elite team. But I still think, you know, they're so deep. Their second unit, I think, would be a solid starter on 
starting unit on some other teams and some other conferences. So I, I think that Arkansas will hit their stride. It's going to take them some time to do that, to get new guys going together. But I do have Arkansas winning the national championship. As of right now, um, wow, yeah, fuck it. I'll take Arizona. I think it's, it's, it's tough to argue against them with the resume that they have right now. So I'll take, yeah, Arkansas over Arizona in the final four, or in the national championship. Uh, yeah, I think for mine, uh, I'm going to have to go with Virginia over, uh, over Texas. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, after all of this, we didn't even really get into Texas, but another elite team that's yeah. up there right now. And Virginia is absolutely, I mean, that's a, that's a good pick right now with the type of basketball they've been playing. Hard to argue against. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all I have for the soapbox. Yeah. So. Very, very quick soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this will get edited down a bit, but me and me and O3 have been talking for about a solid hour about different various college sports takes which uh, is great. It means you guys are going to get some, some great highlights here. So thank you guys all for tuning in to another successful podcast. Um, again, please remember to vote on the draft day segment. That will be linked in the same thread that this podcast is linked. Thank you guys for tuning in. O3, is there anything you want to leave the thread with? Um, you know, if you vote for me, um, you know, in the poll, um, I will release Mattis from my basement. Um, you know, whether that's a punishment or a reward is up to you, but <laughs> that's my deal. For me, that's the, that's a definite reward for me. So you know what? Fuck it. Go, go vote for him, please. I'm trying to get out of this basement. Thank you guys all for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. I guess you're going to miss the panty ray. Push me. I'm going to just touch me till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Satisfaction.